Hey, everybody. Welcome to I Disagree. I'm Jordan Coburn. I'm Steve Shustick. Ooh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. See my doge in the frame. Uh-huh. Just hanging with Coco. Life is nice. You know what? I'm going to be honest, Jordan. I'm yes. over your dog already. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wouldn't that be ruthless? That would be so ruthless. And to say to her fucking Skype face. Really? You could leave. I just want to talk to Coco. Oh, I know. <laughs> She's so cute. Uh, anyways, how you doing? How's I'm life? Good. I'm good. We're chilling over here. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Big, big, big news day today that we're going to cover. Big news day. I can't wait for us to get to that. So much so that I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about and we should uh, get right into our first segment. I dig it. Hell yeah, let's do it. I disagree, mail. So. Bam, bam, bam. Okay, go ahead. So I got a, I got a, tw- I got a call out on Twitter recently from one of our uh, loyal listeners, Nicholas Chatham, and it looks like Nicholas is challenging us to an online debate. Ooh, the, of the, what nature? Well, I'll explain. <laughs> he says. Steve, can we chat about Russia's influence on the 2016 election? I haven't had time to recover from Jordan breaking my heart. Would Ooh. you like to? Yeah, yeah. Would you like to have a Twitter debate? Maybe Reddit. I'm not so much a verbal guy, but I'll let you pick the playground. <laughs> so right. first of all, I want to know how did you break this young man's heart, Jordan? Okay, if I had to guess, we were DMing about Russia's interference, and he was disagreeing with my opinion that I had said previously that I don't believe that the Russian interference that occurred can be solely to blame for Trump getting elected. Mm. I, I don't I don't think that the margin of people, of persuadables, so to say, that existed was... Um, like saturated by their efforts enough to definitively say that had the Russians not done that, Trump would not have won. I just believe there's way too many racists in this country that are just like fucking either, yeah, idiots, racists, misinformed, just misanthropes, all of the above that we don't even need Russia to fan that flame. So he was saying that he just like strongly, strongly, strongly disagrees with that and uh, really couldn't believe how I could say that. And that's 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 a fair thing to say. I mean, the whole podcast I came from, basically, Mueller, she wrote, it birthed me out of its pod vagina, you know. They say, they say, myself included, uh, like that Russia is to blame for, for so many things. And it's probably kind of a shock to hear me say that I don't believe that we, I mean, I don't believe it like strong enough to make it a thing that I'm like, fighting for like we must not believe russia did it like i'm f- fully willing to accept yeah. that 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 was possible but um but yeah i i know that they did it when i say did it i mean like single-handedly caused trump to win yeah i mean that's that's the thing about it is it's it's almost unfalsifiable like how would how would anybody right. prove how much percentage influence this thing had over that thing right especially when their tactic was to influence culture which is such an ever-changing and through different mediums thing you know Uh, um yes i i'm just laughing because i I know yes i'm like what's going on in steve's brain (laughs) well it it has nothing to do with the russia thing i mean we've covered that pretty in depth already as well as we can but i'm just laughing at the idea nicholas chatham he thinks he's just going to call me out. Then I'm going to get suckered <laughs> into some four hour Twitter debate with a guy I've never met. Yes, well, he does. Listen, Nicholas, many other people will fall into that trap. I allow myself once every six weeks, I allow <laughs> myself to get into one of these online arguments with people I know on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I only allow myself one of those every six weeks. Because if just scrolling through my Twitter and my Facebook every day, it's just like there's a million things I could just, ah, uh, if I wanted to comment on this, I'd be trapped in this argument for the next six weeks. I can't do it. One day a week, and it has to be on Facebook with people I know. So it, it was a valiant effort, young Nicholas. <laughs> He's not taking the bait. <laughs> Steve is not taking the debate bait. <laughs> I mean, what if what, what if I did, and then everybody that listened to the show is like, "Oh, all you got to do is hit him up on Twitter, and he'll he'll fight with you." Like, yeah. oh, I don't want to open myself up to that. Yeah, I can I can confirm too that 
you definitely like actually stayed true to that rule on Facebook, which is very surprising because Steve is a relatively combative person in a nice way, like how we talk yeah. when 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 you're in person. But like when it comes to on the online space, you have how old are you? Thirty nine. You have such a 39-year-old stance on Facebook. <laughs> Just so like, I'm not engaging in this. I have a whole life outside of this. And you, you do not allow yourself to get pulled into the fucking drama that exists on that page, especially in the San Diego comedy scene. But um, well, here's the thing. That hasn't always been my policy. Oh I, really? I, oh yeah. I used to just oh somebody says something stupid online, I'm I'm going in. You know what I mean? Really? And then it's just gonna be a back and forth. Every single one of those, the ones that I allow myself every six weeks turns into an all day thing, you know? Yeah. That used to be my life. And I was like, first of all, why do yeah. I care? You know? You well, you've been you've been dealing with some of that today, haven't you, actually? Yes, I was gonna say I will talk about it later, but that has been I had like so many writing deadlines I needed to finish yesterday and I just kept pushing back. And this is a tactic that I realize I do subconsciously. I always get into Facebook arguments when I have things that are due. Uh-huh. Yep. And I'm like, no, this is important. <laughs> I need to talk about this right now. <laughs> and it's like, obviously no one's minds are changed and no one gives a shit. And then I just wound up staying up till three AM producing uh subpar work because my brain was fried like a fucking socialist egg arguing socialist egg. <laughs> yes yes it was just like it was too much but that's interesting to hear that you used to do that more and you don't anymore I, I actually would say the same thing i which is probably funny for you to hear because i'm constantly like on facebook making comments and shit you're on but, there more than me for sure yes in high school it's literally like all I did, other than gymnastics, when I quit gymnastics, I ate chocolate Cheerios, watched The Office, and argued on Facebook. That was my, my mother can confirm. That is literally all I did for like hours and hours a day, all about political shit. I got voted most political in high school strictly because of my Facebook debates. Like, yeah. like no other reason. I was That's, such a fucking asshole. That was a category that you could vote on most political? Yeah, for huh. uh, for senior personalities. Yeah. But it was like, it was so much. And it took me until only, honestly, probably starting comedy is what got me to stop doing that. Because comics will check you. They'll be like, that's partly me too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. So that's what you would say is the reason for you to like, stop doing that. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it until you said it, but then I'll look at the time frame. It's been about three or four years since i was really like going hard every day on facebook even then i wasn't going every day but it's like i let myself get baited too easily i'm sure it's Uh, the same for you you're scrolling through and and you got pro-trump friends that are posting stupid memes and and the logic on them is so about sex trafficking the urgency of solving the sex trafficking problem right now that QAnon is obsessed with currently uh whatever it is you know uh like (laughs) Your 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 urge is to be like, all right, I gotta I gotta check this person, but then you're like, am I gonna convince him? And it, how much of my day is gonna be spent arguing with some idiot online? You know, yeah. And that's and what I realized. The answer is the whole day, the whole fucking day, the whole day. That's once you start. That's like starting. You can't go into battle and then once your arm gets chopped off, just like be like, all right, well, I guess I'm done now and stop moving so they can decimate you into psycho slices. Yeah, you have exactly. to fucking yeah, you have to like keep fighting if you start it mm-hmm. although uh, i did do a one recently where I, I i posted something uh i don't even remember what it was but something controversial and then i just muted the notifications and walked away <laughs> i love that that's such like that is the psychology of that is very interesting though it's like why <laughs> why did you do that <laughs> the whole point of posting something controversial is to like sit there and be like, "Ooh, I wonder what I've stirred up," and like look at everything. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're like, I just want to be a fucking. I just want people to know that I'm a dick. I just want to put it out there and then let it happen. I like how I just equated a controversial opinion with you being a dick. See, I'm part of the problem. Uh, you're probably right, though. I don't remember what it was <laughs> specifically, but there's a more than fifty percent chance that I was being dickish again. Yeah. Once every six weeks, I have to. I have to get it out. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm just gonna walk away. Mm-hmm. You just what gotta. Would, what would you say is like like what was your mo like as the as the Facebook arguer in your heyday? Typically, more more commenting than being the original poster. 
definitely. I, okay. Which is even still like is now the case. When I do jump in, it's usually it's usually me commenting on something else that irritates me instead of me being the poster to irritate other people. Mm-hmm. It's probably about 80-20. Okay. And so were you like the libertarian? Was that sort of your stance on things mostly? Or were you more conservative? I know you weren't more liberal. <laughs> um, I guess it would depend what year. Yeah, I don't think we had social media. <laughs> it would depend what year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think we, uh, I mean, we had MySpace. That's who we're back. dealing with, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we did have MySpace. I hope you run for office and someone uses that clip <laughs> against you. <laughs> Well, I was to say we did have MySpace when I was a John Kerry supporter, but I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I was interesting. The, the flip flopper uh, himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like. Huh? Do you remember that John Kerry ad when he was like, it was like John Kerry on the, can't on the, make up his mind. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's like switching he's sides. He's windsurfing. Wind yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh so funny well nicholas i don't think you're gonna get what you were looking for out of steve and uh let's be honest you'll probably get it out of me via dms because i can't help myself um <laughs> but but yeah i'm uh slow to respond to those so my bad but all right well yeah but no no, no shame nicholas game sees game it was a valiant effort hell yeah love it all right uh hey how about we how about we get into uh the next segment of the podcast which you can contribute to directly if you become a patron at patreon.com slash I disagree podcast. So as Jordan said, this is the warm up segment. And if you're at the $5 tier above on Patreon, you can contribute warm up topics for us to be silly about. This one yay. comes from Sometimes yay. serious though, huh? Sometimes it gets serious. Y'all try and slip a serious one every now and then. I'm not falling <laughs> for it today. I found a I found a nice silly one from Eric Mickelson. Oh yay. Okay. Love Eric. Shout out. And I like this one too because we were both going to have a different perspective on it. And we'll oh. probably, I'm speculating, although we have different perspectives, we'll be in 100% agreement. Interesting. Can't wait to see what the hell that means. So, is ribbed for her pleasure bullshit? <laughs> oh, God. Bullshit. Okay. Well, what's what's your answer? I mean, I don't know what's going on in your end, but it sure ain't helping me out none. I don't know if I've ever noticed anything, really. I mean, because no one, no one, if someone's using that kind of condom, they're not going to go, hey, just so you know, this <laughs> for your pleasure. So I'm not like anticipating any specific thing, which would mean I'd have to just notice it on my veg's own rib radar, which I don't think it really has much of one, actually. I don't, I've never been like, this feels different, other than just it being a condom itself. Yeah, I guess that that's my perspective on it. Is it's like, well, I don't care what kind of like fancy features you put on it. You still put like a rubber sleeve over my penis. Yeah, it, right. Like, this, Which are you a fan of? Yes or no? No, nobody is. Interesting. Well, maybe, maybe unless somebody's got a fetish. Well, I haven't heard your opinion on them yet. Yes, I, mean, I, I like, support uh, the use of them. Let me be clear. Blaze Tricoli, he's a local San Diego comic. He's super funny. He has this really funny joke about how, like, nobody has a condom fetish. People literally have the exact opposite of a condom fetish. They'll wear an entire body rubber suit and then just, just one hole for their yeah. penis. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking funny. It is funny. It's uh it's it's very true though. No one I don't I don't know anybody that has a condom fetish either. But yeah, I think I have to agree with you that it's, yeah, I think it's like bullshit kind of, I guess. But who knows? I can't even tell you if one's ever been inside me. A condom? A uh, ribbed one. Oh, I think pretty much they're all ribbed, I think. Really? I no. think so. I think so. I think that's just like having, I'm gonna look it up. I think that's like having power steering in a car nowadays. <laughs> I think it. <laughs> Not where I get my condoms, let me tell you. It is a 99 cent store, fucking mm. 99 for a dollar. Uh, ribbed condoms. What do these look like? I'm just kidding. I don't have sex, actually. That's the real <laughs> thing. I truly do not have sex. That couldn't be a truer statement. All right. Um, let's see. Studded? Dotted? What? Google? What are all of these options? It's all okay. nonsense. I remember when I was in college, 
Huh. I thought I was so cool because they were selling these Trojans at the 7-Eleven by my house that uh-huh. came with a little vibrator like yeah. ring. I thought you were going to say they came like themselves. <laughs> we're getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I thought it was so cool because you, you put the condom on and then you put the little ring thing and it's got a vibrator and it's supposed yeah. to like stimulate you sure. like stimulates her. Sure, yeah. And I remember using that one time with this girl and being like, so what do you think? She's like, what? what, what? I, don't, I don't get it. Oh my god. Yeah. And then I just felt like a fool with jewelry on my dong. Yes, <laughs> jewelry on my dong. <laughs> I had a uh sorry mom if you're listening and Jackie, I'm very sorry. But I got a tongue piercing once and uh, they had said, you know, in all 90s movies that chicks with tongue piercings if they give blowjobs it like feels really good. And I was with my boyfriend at the time and I gave him okay and then that's how you know i'm sexually repressed my words get all weird when i talk about sex things um <laughs> then then i was like did that feel any different and he was like no not at all i couldn't tell anything and i'm like all right well fuck this shit and I just took it out of my mouth um but i'm just kidding it wasn't for man's pleasure i wouldn't do that you know me feminism but <laughs> the real reason it got taken out is because i Y'all woke the up biggest one day. freaks I woke up one day and my tongue was like swollen to such a huge degree. My tongue was rejecting the piercing. And then that's when I took it out. Uh, But yeah, point being, I think just the natural baseline act really is the is the the way to go. You don't need to do all those fancy weird things, right? It's like. Nature found a way for us to all want to fuck each other enough to keep the human race going. I don't think you need to augment it, probably. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. fine how it is. I don't think that's the idea behind it, though. I think the idea behind it is like, look, we know putting this thing on your dick sucks. We know. We sure. recommend it for health and pregnancy reasons, but we know that it sucks. And we're going to yes. do whatever engineering we can to make it suck a little bit less. Right. And I think that's all the rib is. Yeah. They were like, let's put a choker on your dick. And <laughs> the weird ring thing you put on. I guess cock rings are normal. Honestly, I don't know a lot about sex toys. I definitely could. No, have no, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't like a, a what do you call those? A Prince, a Prince Henry or whatever. It wasn't like a no. piercing. It was just no, a no, no, thing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a cock ring. That's like a thing. Right. I thought a cock ring was like the, like what you have in your nose, but on a penis head. I think a cock ring literally goes over your penis. Like, I think so. I think a prince. A co- I think a prince Albert is just a prince Albert. It's just a dick piercing. Uh. Anyway. Yeah, I'm 39. I don't know what, <laughs> what you kids are doing and how you fancy up your genitals nowadays. I uh, got it. <laughs> all right. Well, sorry for all the family members that had to listen to that. Um, <laughs> our next warm up topic. You want to do uh, Cassie's? Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so this this comes from our patron, uh, who I love very much. She asks, uh, "What's what's up with road rage? Basically, like why why do people get so fucking angry when they're driving in their car and uh, someone pisses them off?" And Cassie, uh, she's written before, and I believe she's the one that you've had fisticuffs with, correct? Wait, what was that? Cassie. Wait, had what with? Fisticuffs. What is that? You don't know fisticuffs? No. It's a little uh little uh little hand to hand combat. Huh? Is she not not the friend that you slapped for Oh, the- oh, 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 oh. That's her daughter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is her mother. I I hit the creation that she gestated for nine months. Is that the right use of that word? I have no idea. Gestated. Gestated. <laughs> but yes, yes, I I completely disfigured her creation. Well, I think that that ex- kind of explains the letter. I think it's a little it's a little subliminal at you. Like, hey, Jordan, <laughs> yeah. you might have some. I've seen Anger you issues. driving. I've seen you with cookies. I've seen you yeah. with my daughter. <laughs> That's so true. Oh God. Um, so I'm taking it you do have road rage issues. I I I mean issues. When does something become an issue? I mm. don't know. I definitely get fucking pissed on the road though, for sure. Especially if I haven't eaten in the last four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, no, it can get like, there's only a couple things in life that piss me off. It's eating sounds and road, like road shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah we, we, we talked about this before. The three things that piss me off is, is, is road rage, fucking loud chewers. And when you land, when a plane lands and you're trying to get off the plane, how these fucking idiots can I just grab your bag and move <laughs> forward? Yes. What yes. is the holdup? The, the whole process takes like, it should take 45 seconds to stand up, grab your bag, and start moving. If there's yeah. 200 people on the plane, that means the whole process would take like five minutes. But for some reason, it takes 30. And if you're sitting in the back just waiting for these idiots, what, 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 what's the holdup, guys? Why right. is it so hard to grab a bag and walk forward? Yeah, you know what I find, too? At every stage in the airline process, you're just completely inundated with staff. There's, like, 10 people, like, at TSA, just fucking people everywhere. When you go to check in, when you go to check your bag, all that shit, just hella fucking people. When you board the plane, there's, like, six people just hovering around you for the uh, one thing where you hand the ticket, they scan it, and you walk in one fucking line. And then you go to deboard the plane, and no one's there to fucking help direct the thing. And it's, like, the thing that takes the most time. It's like where where are all of you micromanaging assholes now? Well, we have these fucking idiots <laughs> that are taking their sweet ass time and fucking it up for everybody. People miss their connections because so and so has to like tie their shoelace because they only remembered they had to start walking once the person uh -huh. next to them started moving. It's like, come on, dudes. I hadn't even thought of that before, but that's such a good point. Like, you've got an entire goddamn baseball team up there to 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 scan my ticket. You know, yeah. you've you've got this. You got the fucking starting lineup for the Yankees, and, and then when it's time to get off the plane, it's, where'd they go? Yeah. Why, why don't you guys fucking go up there right when the plane lands? Send a send a crew to run down there, flip up up all the compartments. You know what I'm saying? And start pulling shit out. Be like, who's this? Who's this? Go, go, go. Ooh. That's you know? a good idea. They also have an intercom system they totally don't use. I want someone to be like, hey, Red, hurry the fuck up. I want <laughs> hey, Red. I want people to get called out. I want people to get fucking called the fuck out. Let's get, let's go, let's go. Chippy choppy, chippy choppy. And get it going. But yeah, um, that was fun to get upset with you, but I really don't care that much <laughs> about the same thing. <laughs> but the road rage is real. But the the road, road rage is fucking yeah. real. Yeah, the road rage is very, very real. Yeah, that is definitely me at my worst. Like road rage. Oh god, if if because it's it's the it's the the perceived anonymity of it. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like I'm just I'm a, I'm by myself here. I'm protected. That's why I'm always like picking boogers and shit when I'm driving by myself. Oh, that's right. Myself. You're a booger picker. Yeah. Oh, uh, we are. I we agree are, with you on <laughs> liking boogers, picking them. Oh, who doesn't like picking boogers? That's a great... If anyone disagrees with that statement, please let us know. If you, like, actively don't like picking boogers, let us know. Man, sometimes you gotta get done with a real good session, and you just... You breathe better, and you're like, man, this yes. is how I'm supposed to be living. I feel like there should be a device that does it in a more, like, sanitized way, because I totally agree. You get... You know? I mean, there there's all sorts of doohickeys for degunking all sorts of orifices in your body so it's like get this one on lock no one has to feel all shamed there's so many like booger picking shamers out there and it's it's like come on this this shouldn't even be a gross topic like a nose like why is that a gross place it's not like you shit out your nose but i put my finger up my nose and everyone thinks i'm like some regressed child that desperately needs help in a binky it's like come on i just like to pick my nose you know this this actually leads to another warm-up topic from eric Ooh. nicholson that, that ties right in so he, he yeah, wants to know on that last one too much <laughs> he, he wants to know should you ever trust a fart oh interesting should you ever trust a fart i guess it depends on what your butt's been through mm. Mm. yeah How's your uh, how's your butt hanging in there? It's doing good. I can dress parts. Yeah. Yeah. Can you? I well, the the, the question is, should well, you're you? You're thirty nine. Ever... You're an old fart. Oh, it's it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the question was, should you ever trust the fart? And my yeah. answer to that is no. You should never trust the mm, fart. However, I break that rule one hundred percent of the time. Right. And point oh 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 one percent of the time, <laughs> it comes back to bite me in the ass. 
<laughs> I disagree. I think you should. I think you should trust the farts. If you can't even fix your trust issues with your own asshole, how do you expect to go forth and live a happy, full life? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you've never sharted? Um, I mean, not in a way that's like incredibly memorable. Mm. Which either means one of two things. Either it's never happened or it's happened so much that it all just blurs together at this point. Right. I can't pick one out of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never straight shit my pants before, but... Uh, right, right. Yeah. I've, I've had some uh, seepers and creepers. <laughs> okay. That's a perfect That's a perfect line. Seepers and creepers. <laughs> all right. Our next warm-up topic comes from Catherine Jackson. She wants to know a uh, date on food. Still okay to eat or throw it out? Best Buy or expired? Also, what never really expires? Is my hot Hershey's chocolate syrup in my fridge expiring in 2017 still good? Huh. Interesting. Do you pay any attention to that shit at all unless it's milk? Me? Absolutely. You do? I'm a fucking food narc. Really? So you're just oh, talking yeah. Tossing it. Yeah, it's really wasteful and it's really bad. And I've gotten called out for it my whole life. <laughs> it's like I I just have like a yeah, I just have a lot of anxiety over like food stuff. Kind of verges on like OCD sort of thoughts. Yeah. So what's what's the what's the last thing you threw away? Well, I could pull out my trash can right now and it's like filled to the brim. Uh there's a thing of spring mix. That oh, well, lettuce, yeah. You don't even need to check the date. You can just look at that. Yeah. That's well, the- that's the thing. I won't even look at it because a lot of the times you look at the date and then you look at the food and the food's fine. You taste the food, the food's fine. You could probably eat the food, but I, I like live by the expiration dates. Mm. Yeah, yeah. See, I think it's all marketing. Probably. Yeah. There's some. Pro- there's probably some grand conspiracy with that. What would it be though? well because and it makes you buy more exactly because oh shit i have to throw this away and buy new peanut butter or whatever it is interesting and it's either that or it's probably a combination of that and they're just saving themselves some kind of weird lawsuit liability like if for some reason some guy decided to eat this can of green beans in 15 years and got sick we just want to hey we told you not to eat it after three years you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i think that's all it is I yeah. think especially like canned food. Are you serious? That shit's good forever. Forever. Yeah. Do they have expert? Yeah, they do. They stamp it right on top, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. I, I, love, I love how my, my, my Coca-Cola has to have a bottled by date so I know it's fresh. Eat my ass. Eat my ass. <laughs> Does Coca-Cola go bad? I don't know. I wonder if maybe it's like they just figure, yeah, by this date, the chances of something having sept in, seeped in. Or like been punctured and compromised the integrity of the food or drink, the chances are that that would have happened by this date. So maybe that's that's what the expiration date means yeah. in that scenario. Um, I, yeah, I, really, I don't even necessarily pay too much heed to the expiration date on milk. God damn, I disagree so hard with that. I feel like that is playing with fire. Oh, it's absolutely playing with fire. I mean, what I, I, if you actually drink bad milk. milk? Yeah. Well, you spit it out immediately because it's disgusting. Ugh. Have you ever like had it or witnessed no, no, it? no. Do you never. don't even know what spoiled milk looks like. I know. I know what it smells like and what it looks like. I've never tasted it. Because it it the consistency changes. It gets like it curdles. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. So I I'm more careful about milk, but everything else like your your chocolate syrup. Ah, oh. ah. Oh. You could leave that <laughs> in your will, Catherine. Leave yeah. that to your grandchildren so they can enjoy a nice ice cream sundae with some chocolate syrup on top. That shit is good forever. Yeah. I have a Jewish grandmother, so she has like an entire freezer in the garage just filled with things that she just puts in there to save. Like I've had chicken soup defrosted from 2012. It's, it's just like... My grandma was the exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I love it. It's really funny. And then you look at that expiration date, truly, these things sometimes that she'll serve up, it's like expired in like 2013. And we're like, Grandma. She's like, it's fine. It was in the freezer. And she's probably right. It probably is. Oh, yeah. How's yeah. it going to go bad in the freezer? Yeah. But even Captain that. America didn't go bad in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's a bad example because he had the super soldier serum and your grandma didn't but either way no she did not not as far as i knew unless she is horribly mismanaging that great power (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> that could be a funny warm-up topic for another day like what what would be the biggest waste of a superpower yeah yeah totally i love it uh yeah i mean i don't know i just feel like the expiration dates are on there for i have to disagree i don't think it's a conspiracy i think i think it's more likely that they have some sort of legitimate health purpose mm. but who knows i bet there are many articles written on this very topic because it's a huge right. part of the freaking grocery industrial complex. Absolutely. I just add industrial complex now to the end of any word and then just assume that that's a whole system of oppression. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with it. Yeah. The grocery industrial complex. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Those are our warm-up topics. Steve, thank you for leading us fearlessly. Thank you, patrons, for sending us those. And thank you to our new patrons. It gives us such joy when we see a new patron. Like, seriously, it really does. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it, it is not too late. It's you true. Can do we, it. we, we send a text to each other every time we get the notification. We like, do. Oh, did you see, did you see a we new one? Do. I go, oh my god, we got a new patron. Like, really, really is uh, pretty fucking rad. And uh, the money legitimately helps very much. Probably one of the reasons we've been able to uh, continue on well enough in quarantine. So, thank you, everybody. And are you ready to get into our main event? Yep. Alright, everybody. So, big, big, big news. Joe Biden has picked a running mate. A running mates. And it is Kamala Harris, which has proven to be an incredibly controversial opinion on both sides of the aisle. I don't care about Republicans, but the Democratic <laughs> infighting that has ensued has just uh -huh. been fucking insane. Uh, and I thought that we would, um, yeah, talk about talk about Kamala and talk about that pick. And Steve, I'm so curious to hear like your opinions on her, it, and yes i mean i don't i mean i don't care you know what i mean he's i mean i find the ticket less likable now that she's on it than i did when it was just him but either way like there's there's nobody he was gonna pick that i was gonna be like yeah so as long as nobody he didn't, yeah as long as he didn't pick like warren or, or bernie then i, I i'm whatever god i'll you'll get my vote i guess but i don't i don't like her <laughs> at all so if he will get back to Kamala, but if he picked a progressive running mate, you wouldn't vote for the president because of their running mate. Well, if, I mean, if you go back to the uh, the episode with Stephen English, when I kind of went down my list of the candidates, the only yeah. hard the only hard nose on that list were Donald Trump, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders. God damn! And, and everybody else is like, ah, I guess so. And so, <sighs> he, he, so the the Democratic ticket is two I guess so's versus one absolutely not. So. Yeah, you know, my huh. my uh, my decision hasn't changed, but I'm not like excited. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think so she why, sucks. So why does Kamala make it worse? Why don't I like her, or why does it hurt his chances? Well, I great question. We could answer both of those, but I know I know that you said you just said if I heard correctly, um, Kamala being on a ticket makes it a less attractive ticket overall to you. Yeah. Why? Well, just because I don't really, I mean, I think Biden's kind of a goofy old dumbass, but I don't, <laughs> he doesn't bother me. You know what okay. I mean? Like, he seems like a nice guy, especially back in the day when he still had his full faculties. Like, he, he, he seemed like, the, you know, he seemed like a good egg. Kamala okay. does not strike me as a good egg. I she think does she, not strike you as a good egg. No, she strikes me as a humongous phony. Just Interesting. A, a giant phony. Because On a scale of zero to Hillary, where, where do you put her? Hillary being a 10? Yeah. Uh, like a seven or eight. Damn. That's yeah. so crazy. I could not disagree more with... Well, I could disagree more. I don't think she's perfect by any means. Um, she's definitely not a progressive, like, Bernie progressive. Uh, and to me, it's... Yeah, there's so much to unpack in this conversation. But... But see, that's why I think she's a phony. Because she's, she's trying to play the role of super woke... When well, five years ago, she was playing the role of tough on crime prosecutor. And it's just whatever is most politically expedient is is the face she puts on. And when, is, whenever she... Go ahead. Is that not what politicians do every day? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
every every single one of them is guilty of that to some extent but she's like a seven or an eight and hillary be like a 10 you know yeah. what i mean i think that argument kind of goes out the window though if you look at her congressional voting record it doesn't go out the window can actually can i make my stance clear first really quick before yeah. i like give all these arguments okay yeah. so i am a bernie person through and through i could not disagree with you more mm-hmm. on that uh but I will be voting for Biden and Harris, even though I think they both have egregious elements in their past, because I think it's the only way to get Trump out of office. It 100 percent is the only way to get Trump out of office unless someone's going to like murder him or something. So (laughs) um, which obviously we cannot advocate for on this podcast. And I think (laughs) Steve's face right now. The Boy Scout on him is like, no, <laughs> just kidding. That's um, the president you're talking about. <laughs> um, with that, with that being said, though, I've had such like frustrating conversations with uh, progressives that are Bernie or bust people and just are not going to vote in the election because oh, I've been I've been watching your interactions online yes. the past couple of days. Yes, and I have been defending what I think is the importance of voting for her, despite the fact that she has a history of incarcerating people and having hard stances on things that hurt communities of color a lot. And so with that, with all of that being said, I'm still going to vote for her. And I'm like actually moved by the moment that she is the candidate, that a black woman is a candidate for vice president with a man who is probably going to die soon. (laughs) (laughs) And she has, uh, voted with Bernie ninety three percent of the time in the last congressional session, and she is like the most progressive vice presidential candidate that we have had. These are just facts. It's like hard to argue. I think with any of those, those are like pretty pretty accepted. You facts. might could. I'd, I'd need more info on the congressional voting record though, because especially during like presidential years when senators and Congress people are running, they're they're very selective about how they vote. Sure. So yeah, she may have skipped ninety percent of her votes and mm. only voted on key button issues to get her. Oh, that's up. a good point to bring up. Yeah, I don't, not... I don't know if that's true or not, but I just remember. Yeah, like, I don't know either. Back when I... McCain was running, one of the big slams on him from the from the left is like you you voted with Bush ninety seven percent of the time, and right. they were talking about like six votes. Interesting. Wow. Well. So I I, honestly, I mean thank you for I don't bringing know. that up because I wouldn't have even thought to like look that up and i've been spewing off that statistic a lot to try to get people <laughs> to fucking vote because it's seriously uh-huh. like i'm put in this position as are a lot of people like myself where we're not stoked on that ticket like that is not right. a, a ticket that a progressive is stoked on but i'm fucking stoked on getting trump out of office and by that logic i am like stoked on the kamala pick because i do think she's the best candidate for vice president that he could have picked in terms of feasibility of getting elected and beating trump uh why do you think that because i think she has the most visibility she's like a rising star in the senate the senate is not a place for progressives to shine really it's like i mean fuck america isn't yet it is becoming more so increasingly but i think out of the moderate democrats that are maybe like on the fence for some stupid reason I think a Kamala, I shouldn't even say moderate, Democrats in general, we're so like split up as a party right now. It's crazy. But also I said we. I'm not even a registered Democrat. But uh, I I, I think that she has been the most visibly uh, anti-Trump. She was like amazing in the Kavanaugh hearings, I think. She was amazing during impeachment. Uh, she's like very articulate she's gonna fucking crush pence in a debate i just think all of the things that people kind of look to when they think about you know how do i feel about this person the way americans tend to value things i feel like they're gonna value her the most i think i disagree all right i mean if we're just talking about like whether she helps or hurts like their electoral chances yeah she might bring in some moderates, but for every moderate she brings in, 
it scares away uh, progressive. I mean, just, just the fact that you've experienced so much infighting. Like, I don't know who the pick would have been to satisfy both people, but I mean, just just based on I, what I'm. That's the thing. I don't think there was. I don't think yeah. there is a pick that would have satisfied both. And it's so funny hearing you say that because moderates are saying she's too progressive and progressives are saying she's too moderate, which is like a common thing, but she is proven to be so particularly divisive because her past is way more moderate than her present. Like she, like her and Booker got together to come out with a bill uh, after George Floyd protests. You know, she's been like the most active on Twitter and social media about like calling out cops that need to be held accountable and by design, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, I think she's just a big phony. I do like, believe how many, that. How many cares, times has she? How many times did? I mean, just during the Democratic debates, like you think she's going to take on Mike Pence? She couldn't take on Tulsi Gabbard. This, I mean, she's she's great on offense, but the second like anybody in the media or or an opposing candidate hits her with something, she just does this weird maniacal laugh and and dodges the question. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? The <laughs> and then moves on to the next thing. I mean, how many to- how many different positions did she have during the Democratic debates on Medicare for all? Right, that's that's something that she definitely gets a lot of shit for from the progressives that are like saying fuck this, I'm never voting for this ticket. Well, she just says what she thinks she has to say on a given day. She has no core principles. I mean, yeah. Warren, Warren the fact the same, that go ahead. Warren did the Warren did the same thing and got slammed for it too, just mm-hmm. like wavering on that. And it's it's such a it's an old concept newly brought into the limelight so i think that that is kind of just a necessary part of for some people i mean my guy bernie same shit all the time yeah that's how it should be and that's the right that's principled and it's the right policy i believe yeah bernie Bernie believes what he's saying yeah but then when you look at these people who like you said yeah are, are are politicians they are that by nature they throw out the feelers and then kind of like see how that goes and then shift based on that. That's the negative side that you see. Mm-hmm. What about the positive side though? Just providing a counter argument well, that they're just changing. They just change as they get feedback. I mean, that's, that's possible, I guess. But I mean, what are the, it's just the timing of all our position changes, because as far as I know, up until yesterday, she thought that Joe Biden was a racist and a rapist. She's and, gonna, oh, she has an uphill battle on that rapist thing, especially. I mean, the phoniness of it, you called the man a racist and a rapist, and now he's your best friend because you want to be vice president of the United States. Like, it's not, I, I mean, I understand every, every like, uh, campaign primary people, there's intra-party squabbling and you kind of have to make amends once you get to the general nice use but, of intra uh, intra yeah nice <laughs> but i mean it's very rare that usually the mud that's sling slung during a primary is something like uh you flip-flopped on tax cuts not you are or aren't a racist or a rapist like how do you come back from that but whatever she's and the media is going to let her and she's just going to completely changed her position on who joe biden in is as a man because she, it gives her an opportunity to get closer to power it's, what is it's, the alternative if the media didn't let her do that though what do you mean like you're saying the media is just letting her do that what, I'm what saying, would it look like if they didn't just let her do that the way they would treat any republican in a in a similar scenario non-stop questions about it non-stop headlines about it non-stop every every interview is gonna be like well what about when you said your running mate was a racist you know like it, it might get up right once or twice fox news is gonna be talking about it a lot conservatives on twitter could be talking about it a lot but it's like the mainstream press they're they're gonna that's gonna be swept under the rug just just like if a republican had pretended to be a native american for 30 years like that's all you would hear about every day until they were driven out of office and that just kind of it was like a one-day story and swept under the rug with with elizabeth warren that's why i'm saying like she eh, it doesn't matter i I mean mean, i just have to say (laughs) that was a rant i'm sorry no, no, no. Are you kidding me? This is the podcast for rants, Steve. Yeah, where does Bond? Yeah. Yes. Um, but to be fair, that DNA test did show some Native American. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying just for facts. It's like it's like calling a person that fucks 14-year-olds a pedophile. It's the wrong label. It's still wrong. It's the wrong label. Um, 
weird analogy, but I'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> it's all I it's all I know. Um I I I think that well, doggy's going crazy, sorry. I I think I just I guess like I I don't I don't know what the media conceivably could really could really do. I would like to see people be fucking real. That would be my ideal. My sure. ideal would be they would get up there and be like yeah, I think there's credible allegations again. Well, she couldn't do that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what Never I'm mind. saying. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, I don't. Because, like, I personally, I think there is credibility to those allegations. I will still vote for him. Mm. And that's, like, the fucked up place that we're in with voting for people a lot of the times. But no one no one says it. Because it sounds fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with Kamala, it's like, I guess in that case, if she thought there was even a chance she was going to be his running mate, she just shouldn't have said that to like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. At the time, she still thought she was going to be president. Now, that's out of the question. Yeah, Biden was doing so bad. Yeah. And I I mean, I do think it's... I don't... Is the idea that that she's going to increase black support for, for the Democratic ticket? Well, my quick answer as a white person from what I have heard and seen and read is that uh, black people are not a monolith. You can't say you can't predict the behavior of the entire black population. Obviously, I have heard people that are black say like just on my timeline and stuff, say things in support of her and say things very against it, too. Like there's like black socialists in America, I think is the name of the Twitter account or black. Uh, well, I, I'm seeing the same mixed reaction on all my social media too, which is why I ask: is is that the idea behind it? That oh, we 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 have to we have to get an African American candidate because we might lose the black vote? Because it seems like Joe Biden kind of wrapped that up. Like that's the reason he's he's the nominee is because once they got to the states with a higher percentage of of black Democratic voters, that's when he took the lead. It seems like they already kind of got that wrapped up. I mean, I'm just speculating because I've, I've heard people say, well, this ought to wrap up the black vote. I'm like, I don't, don't. Yeah. So that's a very, that's a very jaded way of, of looking at black representation in politics just to, to, I would hope that, you know, nobody ever would say, oh yeah, well, Biden's got the black vote. That should be enough. Right. Cause like the difference, <laughs> the difference between still having like a fucking white guy in the office versus having anyone that even remotely understands the experience of such a massively underrepresented group in America is like, yeah, it's so, it's so different, you know? So I, I just think it's weird that, that they thought, well, black people will definitely vote for a black person. <laughs> like that's all that, that all goes into their decision-making process. You know, Steve, I have to give you that. I have heard that from i have heard that from some black folks just being like don't expect me to just come out and inherently support kamala because i'm also black that's like a fucked up thing to say Um, yeah because i mean it's not like there weren't black candidates in in the primaries and they did not choose them they chose joe biden (laughs) i I don't know know honestly that's where i kind of get like I'm like real, real bitter about the primary process in the Democratic Party, so I don't even know if I'd agree with how you phrase that. But I just like like Kamala, Kamala Booker. They should have done a lot. Nobody better. voted for him. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's like it's because getting to the top of the Democratic ticket is such a non-accessible thing. You know, like they they pick a person they want, basically. Or who like this group of people have determined is the most likely to win. I I know that that's what had to have happened with Biden. Biden was eating so much ass, and then like everybody dropped out and endorsed him. And he had a couple good primaries before that happened. But when you think about it logically, I have yet to see an argument that explains why that all went down like it like it did you know i I don't know i just i think it's the process is do you agree with that 
Well, my understanding watching it was that Bernie was winning the primaries when they were in the Northeast, and then when it moved down to the Southeast and there was a larger proportion of, of African-American voters, that's when Biden took the lead because he tends to be more popular than Bernie. Sure. I guess I'm more talking about the timing of everybody then dropping out. Oh, the- oh yeah. Well, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like right when Biden hit areas that he does well in, you know, mm-hmm. and like gained that momentum, people started folding. Yeah. Granted, the people that were folding also weren't doing great, but it's like by them folding, that solidifies Bernie's chance of not being able to pick up the fight when they got out of that region of America where Biden like typically has done well. Yeah. And see, my perspective on that was a little bit different because I just compared that to the 2016 Republican primary and thought like, why couldn't the Republicans have had that amount of solidarity? You know, (laughs) like if, if they they all hung in so long. Like if Cruz, Rubio, Kasich, and Bush had dropped out like fucking early and let one person take on Trump, it would have been fine. But everybody wanted to be president, and there's like I'm polling at six percent. I still got a chance. The, de- <laughs> yeah. the Democrats, the Democrats did the opposite. They're like I'm polling at six percent. Fuck this. I'm getting behind Biden. Yeah. So I mean, kind of good for them. Yeah, if my memory is correct, when Kamala dropped, it was like, we just don't have the funds to like keep paying the staff to do this like the right way, basically. So they just quite literally got run out of the race. But then, yeah, you think of like, uh, I don't know. Anyways, I've heard I've heard things that amount to to both perspectives. I've seen, you know, black women posting things like, in fact, I'll just pull up some of the tweets that I have seen. Because that's where I get most of my information. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? I, I see you on Twitter going in. Dude, Every once in a while, I'm like, should, should I use this as my, as my once in a six week? And I'm like, nah, I'll save it for the show. <laughs> once in a six week. All right. So here's here's a tweet. I've just been like retweeting shit. Whoa. Wait. Did she delete them? Wait. Who was Weird. it? Weird. Huh. Well, that can't be... Can it be? That's interesting. What's going on? Close I mean, in. that's... I just retweeted... Am I in the wrong... What? Huh. Well, I don't know. That makes me wonder if maybe she changed her opinion or something. But any anyway, they were... Effectively, what they said uh, was just like... this. This is not... If you can't make the judgment call between getting Trump the fuck out of office and, and, like, getting your ideal representative right now, then just, like, get the fuck off my account. Like, I'm unfollowing you. Like, fuck that shit. You don't Mm. understand the damage that he's doing. Uh, Very much that mentality. Like, like, angry at the concept, like I am, at the concept of somebody not voting because they just can't stand they just can't stomach voting for that ticket i don't know i get it i mean i disagree people people could have made the same argument about me not voting for trump in 2016 you know like people can vote for whoever they want if not everybody has the same views on donald trump or the same views on kamala harris like not everybody's in 100 percent agreement across the country that donald trump is that fucking dangerous to the future of the republic some people would say, guy, he's an idiot, and they're idiots, and I don't like either one of them, and I'll wait until next time. And that's that's their prerogative, too. But you see him as a really dangerous person. Yeah. I'm, 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 well, again, huh. I live in California, so it doesn't matter. But if totally. I lived in the swing state, yeah, I'd, I'd vote for Biden-Harris. I'd, yeah. I'd fucking hold my nose and shit my pants while I was doing it, but I'd still do it. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> fart like an idiot. Exactly, um, like an <laughs> idiot. Call back. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that like kind of thought experiment up or just thinking about it from the other side. I like how it's gotten to the point where I call thinking about things from the other side a thought experiment. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. Oh god. So I got uh, I got I got a question for you about the the Kamala thing. So it sounds like you, you're you don't think she's that great but you're still yeah, of course I'm going to vote for. Her. But at the same time, you seemed really excited. Yeah. When the news was announced, and I remember yeah. back in the Stephen English episode, she was one of your 
top picks. Yeah. And I remember that kind of surprised me at the time because I don't know that much about her, but I know a little bit about like her, like they say she's a cop, you know? So, yeah. So she is out of the people that were on that ticket, the most progressive in like recent years in terms of votes and things that she has like supported said in social media and stuff or like like she do you remember during uh like after parkland she straight up went on late night shows and like other interviews saying like yeah i'm gonna come take your gun like she literally said that her and beto were coming out saying like yeah we're gonna fucking take your guns we're gonna like ban ar-15s and we're gonna take your guns that's like a very very extreme leftist thing for for her to have been saying and she like she said she had a lot of those moments where she was saying stuff that was way more to the left than i think anybody saw coming and a big part of that probably is her kind of running from her past where she upheld these really awful institutions and go ahead Uh, it's gonna be real interesting to see what her position is now that she's in a general election and not pandering to a uh, progressive base but rather to the general public like yeah she's gonna go back on all that shit she said and i I, i'm suspecting that a lot of that shit's gonna get walked back it will be interesting yeah because that i mean that's an incredibly extreme stance just in this country for someone to take that's a vice presidential candidate that they're gonna you know what you're saying when you're trying to get views when you're a candidate versus yeah what you say when you are the vice presidential candidate super different and i and i think like Bernie's my number one because of his consistency. Mm-hmm. Warren was my number two because of her present values. Kamala was my number three because of her ability, honestly, I would say. Ability, strength, like example that she sets in how she conducts herself. Just talking about getting back to decency and having facts and being effective uh, all of those qualities, irrespective of her consistency of philosophy throughout her political career, I, I think is a a really, really necessary thing that we need to restore in the White House. And I think that she just embodied those qualities a lot. And again, like out of after those two people, she presently is like the most progressive person that was on on that ticket ballot running, whatever. Yeah, again, I just I don't think that that super woke stance she's taken is going to hold up now that she's in the general. But I guess I guess we'll see. You know, what's yeah. funny is why you were talking and you were talking about her, her uh, how she has a high profile. I agree. And I'll tell you why. I can't remember who Hillary Clinton's running mate was. Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine. Yeah. Yeah. But that was where <laughs> that was one of the biggest places Hillary fucked up, I think. And that's one of the reasons why I was stoked when the Kamala announcement came out. Because I've heard of her. Yeah. I know who right, she is. Because you've heard of her. And yeah. it fucking and it like it sucks that that's how it is. Like there are way more progressive candidates that have been like always progressive and he can't pick those people because people need to be like, Oh, I know her. And you can sense the like energizing feel that having her be the, the selection like brings to the table. And that excites me. Cause I'm so fucking one track minded right now to get Trump out of office. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am putting my, my, I'm a fuck like through and through, I believe in democratic socialism. That is so on the table right now for where Off my brain table, is at politically. What? Off the table, you mean? Yeah. Did I say on the table? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, okay. On the table, pushed to the side, uh, <laughs> teetering on the edge. Yeah. And it's, and so like a lot of my opinions that, you know, I'll probably be saying are, are things that I would not think I would have like stood by in, a, in another time frame. But Trump is the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he needs to get out and i'm excited that kamala was picked because i do believe in all those qualities i said about her and i think she has the highest chance of adding electability to that ticket what is the controversy about her background as a prosecutor so there's a lot and also there's like conflicting op-eds and stuff that have come out but there there's stuff like she sued to seek the death penalty in cases where people were like um well she so she 
first off, waivers has wavered on her death penalty stance. And so, yeah, I think it was in 2014. Um, she like sued to seek the death penalty for someone. There's, uh, she apparently. Are there something about her withholding evidence in a case or something? I don't, do you know what that's I, about? I don't know what that's about the details. I've only like read up like a few articles over the last like couple of days. And I haven't done a lot of extensive research on the accusations. I've just read the the articles that have been most widely circulated and that I think people are like pulling most of their talking points from, but I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't looked super in depth into that, but I heard, but yes, I read, I read that in the article. I read that she, uh, sought to prosecute someone that had already been like proven innocent by the innocence project and she'd like upheld things that incarcerated mass amounts of black people and nonviolent drug offenders criminalized marijuana like not literally her doing that but aided that whole prison industrial complex <clears throat> that's used correctly <laughs> <laughs> how much of that stuff and i, I guess we don't really know uh, I mean, how much of that stuff was her abusing her power as as prosecutor, and how much of that was her doing her duly elected job? She will make the second argument for sure. Because there, there is there is a line there. I don't know. know. I mean? Well, that that's that's what that's like. That like there's this op-ed that a public defender wrote that had worked with her, and they wrote this article and they were like, of all the people to shit on Kamala, basically it would have been me. And I can tell you, we didn't agree on stuff, but like how she conducted herself, she was the most progressive person that had like held that position up until that point through and through. And then this person listed out all the things that were like really progressive things that she fought for when she was in that, like she put on the table rehabilitation options instead of incarceration. And like was, you know, a lot more progressive in the ways that she would argue cases sometimes and sometimes and uh (laughs) (laughs) and so i've heard i've heard that come out too and it's like think about a public defender those Mm -hmm. public defenders do not have a reputation for for like judging their opposition lightly so Mm. yeah i mean i don't know I mean, I think Trump's bad enough that it doesn't really matter, but I'm not going to pretend like like Biden has full control of his faculties and I'm not going to pretend like she's not the one of the biggest phonies I've ever seen. I'm yeah. I'm still going to I still hope they win, but I don't know. I like, uh <laughs> I will say I haven't seen a lot of people coming out saying that she's a phony. But like, what does that even mean? I don't think I really like with Hillary. That was just sort of a generally understood kind of vibe people got from Hillary. I haven't heard a lot of people say that about Kamala outside of just being like a typical politician, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the vibe I get. I could be wrong. Michael Moore posted this whole thing because I know that you take what he says. Into oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Moore posted something on Facebook that was like, uh it was basically just like a gushing post sort of about Kamala. Just, just like, you know, I know it doesn't seem like I would be super, super down for her, but like, she's genuine. She legitimately cares about what we care about. Basically just putting a stamp of approval on her progressive turn and, and efforts and like what she represents to this country. So I, I think the, the, the conversation we're having right now is going to happen amongst people like very, very, very much for the next 90 days 80 81 80 where are we at where are we at before the election something like that yeah ah. <sighs> but you're gonna vote for them i mean again i live in california but i would okay yeah i mean if if some poll comes out the week before the election that says oh my god trump and pence are uh, have, have a fighting chance in california then yeah of course i'm gonna vote for biden harris totally but i mean they're gonna win california by 30 points so it doesn't matter yeah i respect that steve i respect that decision you i think know. that that i think making that calculation is completely fair and arguably necessary to even remotely get close to the reality of us having more than two parties yeah, yeah. Cause I don't know the exact thing. Do you know the exact thing? What happens if a third party gets five percent? They get 
they win a prize oh, or do. something. They <laughs> win a prize. I don't know what the prize is, but I know you get, you get, get one of those really cheap stuffed animals shipped to them that you get at a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the first tier prize. Yeah, the little man who's stitching is like clearly already coming up. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, God, I just want him out. Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, how bad do you want Trump out? Uh, I mean. I don't know. That's a tough one to say because I mean I want to say ten, but that doesn't sure. make any sense. Because... Okay, how about how about I'll be a ten, and then you can imagine what's going on in my brain. <laughs> so if, but see, the problem with that is if Adolf Hitler were literally president of the United States and were literally like implementing the Holocaust, ten is you've already maxed out at ten. Yeah. Okay, well, let's say in a non-Hitler world. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna give <laughs> Let, it a ten. Let's say, too. let's say in a crazy ideal where we're talking about the world we currently live in. <laughs> what would you say? Ten. Oh yeah, yeah hell ten. yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's end this whole podcast forever. That's all we needed. <laughs> all <right. laughs> yeah, that's Yay. a good place to wrap it up. Everybody, well, happy dance. <laughs> I, I, I'd say uh, tune in next week, folks. But uh, that's a wrap. We're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh seriously everyone thank you for listening please please continue to hit us up we enjoy very much uh hearing your disagree mails whether it's on twitter at the i disagree pod or you can send them directly to our email if they're lengthier and you uh, prefer that medium that email address is the i disagree podcast at gmail.com write into us and we will talk about it on the show most likely depending on the number of emails we get and yeah i think that's all i got like on don't, iTunes review, please. Just don't try and bait us into any Twitter debates. Yeah. We're not we're not falling for it, Nick. Yeah, Nicholas. All right. Steve, All right. do you have any final things to say? Nope. All right. Sick. Me neither. Have Be a well. great Yes. Have a great